0: This is Outspoken, the podcast that's not afraid to say exactly what you're thinking. Our names are Amy, Kate and Sophie Torver. We're identical triplets, but we often don't have identical opinions. So sometimes things can get heated. Outspoken covers all things reality TV, influences, entertainment and issues facing women. That is so fetch. Thank you. So I wake up this morning in a bit of a panic because I had a pap smear booked in and I realized that I ran out of underpants that's just the worst because I feel like the whole prep for a pap smear is kind of awkward enough in itself you know you don't know how prepared you should be for these things I had planned out my day because I work from home today because I wanted to make sure that I could shower and be completely fresh before my appointment at 10 a.m so wearing your underpants inside out from the day before probably wasn't a good good (laughs) that's what I was thinking I'm like I can hardly repurpose underpants (laughs) from the night before I did think, should maybe I put bather bottoms on? I mean, I know they don't see your undies, mm. but you still want to be respectable. I mean, I sprayed myself with perfume in preparation, mm. and I did a little spray down there because well, I want to be oh. respectful of the doctor. <gasps> what did you end up doing with the underpants? Well, fortunately, I found an old pair, like clean. Yeah. Um, so yeah. crisis was averted, but it does really make you think about the prep for a pap smear because... In a more, on a more serious note, I think it's really important that everyone keeps up to date with them. Mm. Uh, Amy, you know, that's no... Pr- no. I'm I'm, going, I'm getting one done. Okay. I'll have to make sure I've washed all my underpants yeah, now. Just ho- another few. Hopefully this can be a reminder for anyone that's been putting it off because literally I got there and was in and out within 15 minutes. Plus I got a script filled. I was so shocked because you sent me a Snapchat being like, oh, fuck my life in the waiting room. And then I get this <laughs> call like five minutes later being like, oh, I'm done. So I have to, I'm getting mine in the next few weeks. And it does make me feel... You've just got to you just got to kind of pretend you're not there. It's, it's very, very quick. It's very easy. Do you know what I want to do? And I know this would be frowned upon. I'm not actually going to do it, but I feel like if I was there with sunglasses on, not having to look at them, I feel like that would put a look, bit of a, Oh, that's more That awkward. would be worse. What, what <laughs> I did was I just tried to be very friendly and like, I didn't care with the doctor and yeah. she respected it. She knew that I didn't want to mm. be there. I knew that she didn't want to do it either. Do you know so, what? It's funny because our first ever pap Meas, we got done, Kate and I went together. And I think it made the experience 10 times more awkward because Kate went first. And I told her before in the car that my if I felt uncomfortable, I would ask the doctor about her European holiday that she'd just gone on. And It just made me laugh because I'm like, so how was France? Because I don't know, it was just something weird that she looked at yours and looked at mine. I don't know if there was comparison going on. I feel like the worst bit was like I was in the room, but you know when they pull the curtain around, so it's just Sophie and the doctor and I'm just sitting out there thinking, God, I'd love to run out. Well, Sophie and I have been doing some work with some doctors through our company, Hula Media, and I feel like now I've humanized the doctor, Mm. like I don't want to go because, I mean, I know that they're all professional, but I just feel like, I just yeah I'd rather them just be like a robot Look, that was doing it. To be honest, I actually found it better because my doctor is so lovely. She's got kids, she's got the pictures of them up. Mm. and I just feel like, you know, this is she's just a woman. Like she's seen it before. It's what they're it's all normal. I mean, as normal as it can be. Another woman, you know, <laughs> putting a spec spectrum up. What, what is the I don't even know. I do not know. It's that funny thing <laughs> that opens it. It's funny you say that though, because one of my friends, she, when she was starting to be a nurse, she actually had to do some work experience at a medical center and she was told to come in and watch someone have perform a pap smear <laughs> oh, god she actually fainted watching this pap smear and they said you will never work in medicine again she now oh, works in a theater like looking at you know oh uh, had shit all day how do you feel though if you're the woman that someone fainted looking at your <laughs> pap smear you're like oh my gosh what's going on like that's yeah. awful. So can I lo- I love how lowbrow this podcast has turned. On Friday, you were talking about people pooing in the <laughs> office toilets. Well, now we've gone into pap smears. I don't think pap smears are lowbrow. I think it's important to, you know, make it normal to speak about these things and have yeah. a bit of humor when you're talking about it. Yeah. I just, just do for all the men that are listening right now. I should actually point out it's actually called a cervical screening test now because the procedure is quite different to the normal pap smear. So mm. the best part is if you get the all clear, you don't have to get it done for another mm. five years. That's right well moving on from my cervical screening test that uh, you guys have also had things going on in your week yeah well, we actually held an event for a client this week we don't do a lot of them but when we do it we, we go all out don't we Amy? yeah we do I've, I've got to say I had a bit of FOMO because I was watching the event at my work and it seems like there was a lot of nice goodie bags yeah a lot of inf- Adelaide influences there. yeah that's right well it was for our client which is Adelaide Dental Spa I'll give them a bit of a plug because we do work with them they're great there but um, what I <laughs> found- do work with them <laughs> No, but it is cool. We Uh, do their PR. It did look look very cool. Also, it's really funny though, because when I do go to these events, it does crack me up because we always joke, because I have worked in PR before, that I have this fake PR persona or voice, but Mm. Amy just will not do it. Like, I'm there being like, hey, everyone. No, it's kind of like, you know, the people who are like, oh, hey, babe. I just personally, like, that's not me. I'm not a girly girl. I'm more of a tomboy. So... I was filming the event but I had some really good chats with a lot mm. of the people at the event and it was a really good day. Well you forgot the highlight which was coming to visit me at my office and we had a meeting for two hours and <laughs> you know that went really well. I think the worst mistake of that meeting was that I'd actually faked, faked tan the night before <gasps> oh, and okay. I, I was r- in a rush because I was like I can't be late for Kate so I had the quickest shower and I didn't quite wash enough off my you neck. You had a shower? I did. Oh serious? my god by the end of the two hours the whole room smelled like Bondi sands <laughs> and I got a <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Sophie, you looked so nice. But you had this, like, collar of, like, I don't like that Tan. kind of terrible yeah. um, tanning guide, you well, Because she goes you know when like that she's all the time at, at client things. She rocks up like that. Because you know when you don't want to wet your hair? So I've got that sort of shower where it's got the removable thing. So I, I don't know. I just didn't do a good need enough a job. You a shower cap. I have a shower <laughs> cap, and it's great. I mean, you look like a moron. Like, every time Reese comes past, I'm like, quickly rip it off if he's going to come in. Can but. I ask our community, do people own shower caps? Because I personally, one, have never seen seen them at Priceline to go and purchase they're it actually there. no it's f- very hard to get one I had one for years and Shadow ripped it up and then I had to get another one and it's more like kind of you know that more those sort of like fashionable <laughs> hat kind of oh yeah, things. yeah it's more like that and it's oh. really hard to get on well mm. can someone just get Sophie one because I, I yeah, yeah you can't be walking around with tan <laughs> like that So did you notice in that meeting your boss was like I think we just need to open a door to get some air in I was like is it because it's Sophie's tan <laughs> I went to that tanning place your wife suggested. Was that place the sun? This week, influencer Lily Brown got tongues wagging when she uploaded an explosive Q&A where she set the record straight on several friendship breakdowns. The 22-year-old was open and honest as she dished the dirt on The Wild Ones and Michael Finch. Now, Kate, before we get into the drama, can you tell us, for those who don't know, who is Lily Brown? Well, Lily is a Brisbane-based influencer and she's kind of known as a bit of a social climber because she launched her YouTube channel off the back of being friends with Michael Finch and Sharni Grimman. Do you guys remember seeing her floating around in the background of their videos back in the day? Yeah, well, I feel like she was first introduced as someone who was a friend and she was kind of praised for not wanting the spotlight at all, which is why I was rather surprised when, you know, the following week she came out with her own YouTube channel. Were you really? Because... Yeah, it was interesting because she kind of just popped up and then all of a sudden she had this huge following because at that time anyone that was associated with Sharni and Michael seemed to be popular. Yeah, well, they were really in their peak of their popularity and it sort of culminated with a trip that they did with also with Sky Wheatley and Rani Bransby to L.A. and New York. Now, we've spoken about that trip before, but I feel like that was really the breakdown of that whole influencer group. However, when Lily first started, she was very much emulating Sharni and Michael in terms of saying their catchphrases and talking in the language that they kind of spoke in that kind of special voice. Yeah, I remember at the time thinking it's really worrying well, that teenagers are watching this because they were just so vulgar. She kind of almost appeared to be like this Grinch-like character where she would always hit her fingernails on the camera or she would say just bizarre catchphrases. The Grinch-like character. Well, well, she, she has they, been they compared to, the, to Grinch. the Grinch. Yeah. Well, yeah, to be honest, when I was having a little bit of a look back through her old YouTube videos, it was so cringy because they used to trade insults with each other and it was all for fun but I feel like deep down there was offence taken from a lot of – like, you know, Lily used to call Michael fat all the time and then he would be rude to her and call her ugly but they also used to do it with Rani and call her like a dog and that sort of thing and it's just so cringe to watch now. How cringe would it be though thinking back if you were 21 and all of your antics were on the internet? Oh my gosh, it would be actually horrible. Well, the first video Lily ever put up was a Q&A and they, I was thinking, oh great, it was like, get to know me. I thought there might be some interesting facts about her family. However, she was answering questions like, what's my favourite colour or what was my favourite subject at school? And it really <laughs> stood out to me that Back in the day, and that's only in 2017, so not so long ago, but it was really popular to act like you were a little bit dumb and didn't care about things because she was saying how she didn't go to uni, which is completely fine. But she was saying, oh, I didn't like school and I don't like tests. And my favorite subject was dancing because it was easy. And she also gloated that she'd never, ever read a book, which she thought was a big achievement because she managed to get through (laughs) high school without reading a book. It's funny how she didn't mention them to begin with because her family have actually become quite a big part of her YouTube channel. Her dad is a pilot and her mum is a stay-at-home mum. She also has a brother and it's really strange because she has been accused of having a weird relationship with him. That seems to be a bit of a narrative that's going on when we talk about her. I think ever since she broke up with her ex Jerome, people have said like her brother's featured a lot in her videos. I think people are saying it's like an incestual relationship, which is actually so disgusting well, she actually has his initials tattooed on her and people seem to think that that's a bit weird. In saying that, our cousin has his two sisters' names tattooed on his arms. I think it's just a nice thing to do. Well, she does have 14 tattoos. So it's like maybe perhaps if it was her only tattoo, people might be like, oh, that's a bit weird. But when you've got 14, like why not? How's it weird when it's your brother? I mean, that's just grasping at straws. Does her family dynamics remind you a bit of Saffron Barker and her family because it's kind of the only Aussie influencer I can think of at the moment that does incorporate her family as much in terms of even that mum and daughter bond they have yeah well she did live at home for a lot of the time she was vlogging and her mum is her manager she does have a personal assistant now but it seems like her mum's done a lot of the background work for her answering emails and that sort of thing well the mum's copped it a bit too she keeps being referred to as trying to be too young and kind of being (laughs) this cool mum that we sort of saw on Mean Girls I do feel (laughs) a little bit sorry for her but I can see where people are coming from with it oh totally yeah well, over the years, Lily has amassed 235,000 YouTube subscribers and 355,000 followers on Instagram. To be honest, I was a little bit surprised. I thought she would be more around the half a million. Well, mark. to be honest, I'm not really that surprised because for a while her content has been a bit shit. Yeah, well, she is the typical influencer that started putting out makeup videos. She then got into vlogging and documenting her travels away. And now it's been a little bit of a mix of all sorts. And I really think it's indicative of her age because she's only 22. Well, for a while she was posting just her cooking. She does seem very lost and like a lot of influencers who have had their teen years and young adult lives on social media, it seems like mental health is a big thing that she has suddenly started to advocate for, probably because she's now experienced a lot of trolling, mm. which is pretty sad. Well, I feel like as well, a lot of influencers would just be replicating what the big influencers do, like Shani Grimm. And obviously, Shani was so successful with makeup. So she thought, oh, I'll do makeup myself. Mm. Yeah, exactly right. I know Lily's copped a little bit of flack because her Instagram feed, if you take a look, has got a lot of lingerie and bikini photos. And some Eagle Eyed fans said that that changed happened when she started hanging out with Tammy Hembro. So I thought that was an interesting correlation to make. But let's be honest most Brisbane influencers post a lot of bather shots. Yeah well going back to her original friendship with Sharni I found it really interesting that the two first met in 2016 and then it was on a girl's holiday in Melbourne that she was introduced to Michael Finch. I that it's a girl's holiday in Melbourne (laughs) but Michael Finch was there like isn't that just classic? Oh I just used to love their videos I mean I feel like I started to disconnect a little bit with their content when Lily Brown came about and I'm wondering if that's felt by other people because there does seem to be this Big dislike towards her. Like, I don't really know. I feel like a lot of her followers are based on people that followed Shani and Michael back in the day. And I don't think she's really continued to gain momentum with her followers. I mean, I had a look at Social Blade, and in the last 30 days, she's lost over 2,000 followers. Really? I think we should probably get into what Lily said in her recent video. I had my jaw to the ground watching this. It was so explosive and I thought it was so refreshing for her to actually address some of the stuff going on. Yeah, I really enjoyed it and I saw a completely different side to Lily. I actually had a lot more respect for her. And also, I just loved hearing her address the rumors around Nikki and Lucy from The Wild Ones because we've even had people emailing us asking us like, what's the go? And, you know, we've got no idea there have been rumors that the sort of break friendship breakdown is because of Lily's ex Jerome and it seems to be that is correct. Well it all started when a follower asked Lily what was the best night of her life and she explained that it was a memory that made her really sad because it was experience with two people she is no longer friends with anymore. Gee it's pretty obvious who that is because everyone knows that their friendship broke up and particularly because wasn't it in a wasn't it a trip to Mexico? Yeah so it was a trip to Mexico where they all went out partying and she actually shared this memory on the Wild Ones podcast so it was fairly obvious she was talking about them. Was it is it just me or was it quite refreshing for her to open up about that memory? Because I feel like it's so normal as you get older to have these friendship breakdowns. And I found it quite refreshing. Yeah, I think it was really refreshing because especially in your early 20s, you do go through a phase where you are assessing your friendships and you kind of instead of just hanging out with people because you were at school with them, you actually pick people that align with your own values. Do you know what was really interesting? While Lily didn't actually name Nikki and Lucy in the video, she did mention them in a comment. So a fan asked her to elaborate further on the issue with Nikki and Lucy, and she posted under, I don't really care to talk about them because I don't like to give them the airtime. Essentially, they started hanging out with my ex just over a year ago, weirdly and out of the blue and with no explanation to me. After multiple conversations expressing to them how it was uncomfortable for me seeing them hanging out and plastering it, all over their social media i was told they would cease their friendship with him and work on mending our friendship needless to say if you follow them today i'm sure you'll see the side they chose it was incredibly disappointing and so hurtful by not but not entirely surprising i wish them all the best but i'm glad i stuck up for myself and chose to stop all communication with them it is strange that she didn't put that in the video, but then wrote it underneath. I wonder if perhaps Lucy and Nikki saw the original video and maybe wrote, like, mm. you don't know how the situation has escalated since the video was uploaded. Well, it was a number of months ago that she did briefly mention them in her vlog in passing as well, Kate. Yeah, those comments are interesting now that we know for sure she is talking about Lucy and Nikki. It does really make me think about the situation. And obviously, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors. But in terms of hanging out with someone's ex, what do you guys think about it? Yeah, I I can't say I'd be pleased if my best friend was like catching up with my ex and plastering photos all over Instagram. I mean, it is different if they were perhaps friends with that person before you started going out with them. Yeah, I think there's a lot of variables you need to take into consideration. If it's a friend, like if you're mutually friends with the couple, then I think it's okay. But I feel, I mean, as I said, we can't comment on the situation personally with Lily, Lucy and Nikki because we don't know the ins and outs. But for me, if a friend was hanging out with my ex, I'd be very surprised because yeah. all my friends hated my ex. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what that—that's the thing. There's always two sides to every story. But say our best friends, like say I broke up with Dale and Owen started hanging out with him one-on-one, I'd be a bit like, what the hell? And also it kind of adds a different dimension if the friend is single and suddenly yeah. you're like, are they trying to hang out with them to date them? Yeah, to be fair though, these were big group kind of party days. They weren't like individual catch-ups, mm. which would be more strange, I feel. And I mean, I do actually feel for Lily here because she did speak about in the video how this year, well, last year has been particularly difficult on her dealing with these friendship breakdowns. And she said that she just started dating her boyfriend when all of this kind of, this friendship breakdown breakdown really happened. And she said that it was really difficult to bring the baggage from her past relationship and the friendship breakdowns into a time that was supposed to be, you know, fun and enjoyable. Yeah, because you're not really at your best when you're fighting with people who used to be your friend. Mm. Do you guys think that Lucy and Nikki may sort of come back with a response to Lily obviously they've got their own podcast and it was a straight the timing was strange for Lily to make these comments because Lucy and Nikki just held a very successful live show for their podcast which has just hit four million Hmm. downloads which is amazing work do you think she timed it to be kind of relevant or to kind of hit at them when they're on the up I do feel a bit sorry for Nikki and Lucy to be honest because it's kind of an awkward situation for them now because they're almost forced to say something about the friendship breakdown when they might not want to give it oxygen. Well, we're talking about the timing Kay, I think it is very interesting timing. Lily addressed it in the Q&A, she has her own clothing brand which is set to launch very soon so I think the fact that you know she clearly wants to be relevant at the moment mm. on her channel, she has been quite irrelevant for some time now so her addressing this, these rumours may makes her big news at the moment and personally I'm now going to keep an eye on what she's posting at the moment yeah do you think it has anything to do like she hasn't officially announced the product she's launching but it's fairly obvious it's a clothing brand do you think her being up against Jagger and Stone which is the wild ones clothing brand do you think it's going to get competitive do you think that's why she's trying to drag them down it's interesting you mention it because when I saw the video, I didn't necessarily think it was a strategic move. I thought that maybe she'd been kind of forced to say something because every time she does put up a Q&A on her Instagram, she is asked continuously by fans about the friendship breakdown. Yeah, but this has been going on for ages. I, I definitely think the timing is questionable. What about what she said about Michael Finch? Because I was quite surprised by this. Yeah, well, that is, again, something that Lily has been questioned about, which I find interesting because as we started with when we're explaining who she is, she is known for being a bit of a social climber and for having a lot of famous friends. So it is interesting that if she has used this as a strategy to promote her own brand, yet again, she's kind of using her famous friends to gain notoriety. Do you know what I find funny, though, is the fact that, you know, she's explained what's happened between her and Michael Finch and it's what everyone expected. They had a falling out because she moved to the Gold Coast and basically was obsessed with her first boyfriend, Jerome. So Michael was pissed off at her for not spending enough time with him. So that's what caused the friendship breakdown it was playing out in front of us. I knew this was exactly the reason why. And again, it's such a relatable thing because I think a lot of girls, when they're in their 20s and they get their first serious boyfriend, they do this. They don't hang out with their friends anymore. What I did love though was a few of the little details. So she spilled that on... Michael Finch's birthday two years ago there was a there was some shit that went down but he basically blocked Lily from his Instagram and then she ended up unfollowing him because he kept blocking and unblocking her and she was just over the drama. What I find really funny is these influencers aren't willing to publicly say what's going on between them but they do then publicly block and unfollow each other like it's quite clear things are going on behind the scenes when this sort of behavior happens you would think that they would just leave allowing the person to keep following them what did you guys think of Lily hinting that maybe she was going to drop more dirt about other influences and in their behavior oh wow this one really excited me because Lily went on a bit of a rant about how fake a lot of influencers are and that she would love to blow the lid and she's got receipts mm. it did make make me think is she talking about Lucy and Nikki or is there someone else some other influences that she's got dirt on well I did find it funny because she did talk about that when she addressed the question as to whether she thought that her social me- media career would be a long-term thing and it's it's clear that she's come to the realization that maybe this won't last forever and I kind of hope that like if this isn't going to Last for these people. I hope they do leave on a bang and just give us all of the juicy details. Do you think Lily's new frame of mind has anything to do with the fact that her new boyfriend doesn't want to be featured on her social media? He seems like a quite level-headed guy and I like the fact that she's finally dating someone unlike her ex Jerome who seemed to be want to be like the center of attention. This guy seems to want to actually be with her and not be a social media influencer. Yeah that was so refreshing to hear that and I feel like Lily came across as so much more mature in this video than she has in previous times and I do think that is to do with her new boyfriend. Maybe he is a really good influence on her well I love the fact that she said he's actually studying psychology so the fact that he's actually got his own you know genuine career and I think it's also helping her because she said that since going out with him she has now sought out um, the help from a psychologist to speak about this friendship breakdown as well yeah I've got to say I think the evolution of Lily's YouTube channel has been quite good she has been a lot more open and honest about her mental health. I do like the fact that she talks a lot about eczema as well. And most recently, she detailed getting a mole removed and it biopsied. So I think that was kind of good. However, she does still post the same vulgar things. Like, I think I showed you, Soph, she was sitting on the toilet. Actually, I'll put an upshot of this because yeah. this is quite shocking. So I'm currently just um, doing a wee... I've got to say, despite the vulgar content, I actually have a newfound respect for Lily because I've never been a huge fan of her. I haven't disliked her, but she hasn't been my favourite influencer. But after watching that video, I was like, wow, I love how honest she's being, mm. And she was actually saying stuff that was of interest rather mm. than just the fickle bullshit that most yeah. of them post. I think she's now realising that she doesn't have to put on a performance and be something that she's not, that people actually want to see this realness. Yeah, I think it's also sad when I was looking back at her YouTube videos it was quite clear that she felt the need to make herself more like Sharni and Michael and Sky Wheatley. Like when she first started out she didn't have any lip filler or anything like that and it didn't take long for her in one setting. So she's sorry in one sitting she went and got lip filler she got Botox in her forehead and she got cheek filler. Wow. And she said at that time she had really only gone in to get half a mil extra of the lip filler she then ended up going out with all of those things mm. plus a mill of lip filler. And she spoke about how it was really embarrassing because she had a really bad reaction to the Botox in her forehead. Mm. And apparently it there was sort of too much in there and it froze the top of her face. And she got highly ridiculed for this which seems mm. to again have affected her mental state. Yeah do you think though that now that it is kind of popular to be candid and I suppose more of these influencers are having podcasts where people are actually relating to them you know i.e with Nikki and Lucy's podcast mm. do you think that she's seen how real and open they've been on theirs and is now going to use YouTube as a platform to try and connect with her audience in that way? I mean, perhaps it's hard to say because I feel like looking back at the old content that was popular in 2016 and 17, it seemed like everyone was copying each other. And I feel like this evolution of clean eating and being, you know, open with your mental health, it's what everyone's doing. So I do think that perhaps she's seeing how it's, it is working for other people and she might be doing mm. the same. Well, I, for one, I'm really interested to see if Nikki and Lucy do hit back or comment on this in any way, because, you know, as we said, we have only heard Lily's side of things. So it'd be interesting to hear what the girls have to say. There's a hair on your face. Can I get it? Probably your rang of fucking hair It's all over my bathroom floor. I pick it up. Let's get into the reality wrap and I was so excited last week to have Maths back on our screens. I was slightly disappointed though because they finally revealed when the real season is starting and it's not until later in February. Yeah, this really surprised me. I thought that they would run it straight after while they've piqued everyone's interest back into the show. Yeah, it didn't make a lot of sense, particularly because it was also on the first night up against the I'm a Celeb finale and it didn't do too well against it. That show beat it out. And then on the second night, it went up against Channel 7's new reality show, Holy Moly, and that beat it. Can I just say my boyfriend had a bit of Holy Moly on and it is just the lowest Low brow, like family fun program. yeah kind of reminds me of that lame show wipeout, but Dad yeah. really loved it. And Reese actually, we flicked it on in the ads. And he was like losing it. There was it was kind of funny, but I'm like, I feel like it's, a one-time show funny like I feel like it's not going to have longevity it's a kind of show that people would review on Gogglebox well I feel like it's kind of when that Masked Singer show got popular and I Mm. was like when I was watching the ads I'm like there's no way this looks completely shit but I suppose it suits that family-friendly time slot do you know what's funny I say that that shows lowbrow, but we're literally talking about a show where people throw wine on one another oh it's far (laughs) classier come on (laughs) Well, getting into the show, Cyrell really was the star of it. What did everyone think about her feud with Jess? Power. I thought that Jess went into the show in quite a clever way because she made herself seem a lot more mature and that she wasn't really down to engage in Cyrell's argument. And But Cyrell just made herself look so bad. It was quite clear that Jess and Martha had a bit of a pact that they would make themselves look like the bigger people and not argue on the show. I almost felt like the producers were telling Cyrell what to say. The fact that she threw wine at Jess it was fairly obvious that was all set up because did you notice how i mean it always at the dinner party it always escalates and it always there's it's very chopped and changed yeah but i didn't really feel it didn't feel genuine to me. Mm. I felt I mean, can you imagine telling Cyrell to do something? Like she seems to be pretty amped up herself. Like I feel like she went into that dinner party being like, I am going to cause a scene. And you could see that Innes was kind of spurring her on to do something. Yeah, but from watching Cyrell a couple of series ago, it's clear that the producers know how to push mm. her button. So they probably went in there and be like, did you know they said this about you? This is what Not they yet. said, blah, blah, blah. They probably offered her money to do it as well, to be mm. completely honest. When you touched on the fact that Martha and Jess were trying to be the bigger people do you think it's due to the fact that they probably now work with so many brands that expect a certain level of behavior from them so if Mm. they were to come out being absolutely foul and disgusting the way Cyrel was they might lose those brand deals yeah that's a really good point I mean I don't know if Cyrel really works for brands as you say like Martha and Jess are more the the influencers that have come from that series well Cyrel just seems to be being paid by magazines, so she's probably just trying to keep herself relevant I've got to say, I did love the new titles that they were giving each of them. So, yeah. so it was weird because Jess was an influencer, yet Martha was a content producer or something no, similar no, to that. No, no, it wasn't. It was, I, I made a mental note, but I've forgotten. It was like digital, uh, yeah, yeah, digital yeah. personality or something <laughs> like that. I think it's meant to be influencer. Did anyone see the message Cyril put on Instagram after the reunion Ed. I did, see, I did see the message and I also saw her partner commenting on it, Eden, who was on Love Island, saying how proud he was of her behavior. And I was like, Are you? do, do we watch the same show? Yeah, he was also on SAS but left because he couldn't cross over a bridge. But that's – I digress. Anyway, they both can't get over the bridge, can they? No. Well, it seems like Cyrell is still mad about it. She wrote, suck on my breastfeeding titties. <gasps> she then started a post calling out the contestants <laughs> that questioned her – and said you know how to go about how they had judged her parenting it's like come on like just get over it although i don't think anyone should call out someone's parenting i think that we can call out her behavior it was incredibly immature but i mean what are we expecting from a show like this this is what we live for these sort of drama and outbursts talking about incredibly immature what did everyone think of nasa he really got under my skin Oh, he came across so poorly and he's had to come out and apologise yet again. I mean, he apologised numerous times on the show, but no one was having it. And now Michael's put out a sensational post about the fact that he was, you know, he called NASA out and he's calling other trolls out. That was one positive that came from NASA being on the show. Yeah, I really enjoyed Michael's open letter to NASA, and I think he's probably had a good influence on Martha. Perhaps that's why she was acting so maturely on the show. I put it in a way that it was sexual. How yeah do you even, know? Because I told Nick, Nick came told you. And that's what Nick said. No, Bitch, now let's get into the influencer rap and Tammy Henbro has given her followers the first glimpse of her brand new house on the Gold Coast. Gosh it looks bloody amazing but I think what people are mostly talking about is the fact that she spent $24,000 on a mirror. It was a pretty sensational mirror. We'll have to share a photo of it on our Instagram page and also in our Facebook community. It was a light-up pink mirror that she said was shipped from Madrid. (laughs) But would you guys pay $24,000 for something like that if you were earning what Tammy's earning? Well, at the moment, I'm struggling to put a couple of grand towards a table and like a dining (laughs) set. So no, I, I, I mean, this is on my wage. No... Way would I spend that amount of money on a mirror? I still don't think I'd spend that much money on a mirror even if I was as rich as Tammy because – I've been thinking about it. I don't even think mm. I'd buy designer bag if I was no. ultra rich. But she- it's literally an Instagram post for her, probably. Like, she probably gets paid around $24,000 for a post. Can I just say that I feel like mirrors are influencers' biggest assess- accessories, though. Have you-, have you noticed they are always Instagramming in mm. and they're showing off their outfits. So you better have a nice bloody mirror. That's very true. And as Victoria Devine would say, I feel like it aligns with her personal values, <laughs> like Tammy Hembrose. I actually found the mirror quite ugly. I thought it was cool, but I don't think it would be something that a man would like in the house. It was very girly. Well, it's her house. I mean, the thing that I find quite interesting is she actually moved into this house in August of last year, yet is kind of the first time we're having a real good look at it. Well, the thing I loved about her little sneak peek was the fact that she doesn't just have a walk-in wardrobe. She's also got a room just for her shoes and also then another room only for her handbags. That's very Kim kardashian s mm. because Kim only shared the other day on Instagram how she's got a full room in her house dedicated to her Skims new line. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was crazy. That makes Tammy Hembro's wardrobe not look so impressive though, if you've just got a room just for the line of your clothes. No. Well, talking about impressive, did anyone else see Talia Skain's vlog where she shows off her boyfriend Mitch Third's new warehouse? Yeah, I actually found this vlog really fascinating because it was really interesting to see a bit of a behind the scenes look at how they have built up the business. And I enjoyed seeing the renovation process of the warehouse. Yeah, well, for those who aren't aware, Mitch owns Third Fix, which sells drink bottles as well as a clothing line associated with Talia. I was watching this with my boyfriend and I said, God, I didn't know there was that much money to be made in bloody drink bottles. I was shocked at how many drink bottles they sold though over the Black Friday and Christmas period because he got in about I think it was 10,000 drink bottles delivered to him and then a few weeks later after the Christmas period they were having to bring more in and these drink bottles are $35 Mm. each so that's almost 350,000 well over $350,000 of possible sales they made. Yeah well you were sending me links last night Amy that there's a very similar drink bottle and on Alibaba that sells for about $2 so they must Mm. be making a lot of money on this. Oh to be fair it's like like the base of the drink bottle but they've obviously designed some Mm. somewhat of it themselves once you've got a base model though can't you work with the manufacturers there yeah that being said at least they have changed it up a bit and they are quite transparent on their website because it said the drink bottles are designed in the gold coast and then they're made in china yeah it's not a complete copy like the house of white champagne fluid the beverly one I do have to take my hat off to him, though. It is refreshing to see him actually building his own business. I mean, he wasn't, he's not really an influencer in his own right. I feel like they kept this business quite in the background. It wasn't as though I don't know. He has used Talia a lot to promote the drink bottles. But did you know it was his line? I didn't, but I don't know if, like, I don't know. Is that a bit deceptive? Yeah, I mean, I suppose there are two trains of thought Look, there. Not deceptive. I suppose it's clever. It yeah. is. It is clever. I do have respect for him that he's built this business. I mean, he'd be silly not to. The fact that you've got an influencer that's going to promote your product all mm. the time. It'd be crazy not to do something like that. It mm. actually shows how important marketing is though, because as you say, this is a drink bottle you probably could buy for a couple of dollars on Alibaba, but the way they have marketed it is really clever. Even when I saw these drink bottles, I wanted one. Yeah, I, I actually think they're really cool. I don't know if I'd pay $35 for them, no. but they're, they're pretty cool designs. I do. I do find it interesting though, because I do follow Mitch, Mitch's Instagram account, and I feel like he is Becoming this entrepreneur, like he seems to be sharing all these inspirational quotes and answering questions about his success. Well, no wonder he could afford that Tesla after sending, after you know, <laughs> selling ten thousand drink bottles. Yeah, but the whole point was he couldn't afford it because he got a loan. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, if you've made three hundred and fifty k on some drink bottles, I think you can afford it. Mm. Yeah. Well, talking about people making bank, <laughs> Shiny Gruman's roommate Josh Headley has started his own OnlyFans account. I don't know if he's making heaps of bank because I had a look at the page and obviously I haven't signed up. So a lot of the content is blocked, but it's almost like he's been begging people to join because he's been saying, oh, if I get a hundred subs, there's fire content coming. And he's also been saying to people that he'll send through free cheeky photos if they refer a friend. Do you think he's losing relevancy now that Sharni Grimmins come out with her new boyfriend, Jacob Tompkins? Because there was a time where everyone was loving seeing Sharni and Josh vlogging. And now I think he's been replaced. Well, to be honest, I completely forgot about him until I saw this OnlyFans thing. I mean, to be honest, I would not be interested in subscribing to his OnlyFans account at all. But the no. the little the little photo on the preview was enough for me. <laughs> but a hundred percent, he's become becoming more irrelevant now that that Joshua. What is it? No, Jacob. what's his name? Sorry, Jacob Tompkins is in the picture. But how much do you think he's charging for his OnlyFans account? Well, for someone who hasn't actually subscribed to any OnlyFans account i'm not sure well, like 5 bucks a month i don't it's know it's 15.99 which i feel like is a lot higher $15. than a- that's like a subscription to no, netflix no, it's 15 not yeah. Say, I, oh, I thought you said 15. No, 15. I'm still shocked at 15. That's a Netflix <laughs> subscription. There's a lot of things to watch on Netflix. Well, well they it must did some, be qu- some must be some absolute fire content yeah. there, as you said. Well, they did some quick maths and obviously he's after 100 subscribers. That means he'd be making 1499 a month. That means it's only $374 a week. I don't know if he, I don't know. Yeah, but isn't it a hundred subscribers that he's like, you know, that's his first milestone. I'm sure he wants more than a hundred. Yeah. Well, he was saying that people could pay him $5 to get extensive videos. So he posts like Mm. a little teaser of, I don't even know what it was because I'm not following it. Look, I've heard enough about it. I think we need to get onto the new story, which is about influencer Anna Paul. Now, she is someone that's not trying to scrounge money. She's actually admitted on her Instagram story that she recently turned down a $90,000 brand deal because she didn't believe in the brand. This comes off the back as well with Lauren Curtis admitting that she didn't take up a $100,000 deal because she also did didn't, it didn't seem genuine to her, this brand partnership. I'd really like to know what the brand was. I'm wondering if it's some sort of like sex toy or something because I know a lot of influencers haven't been keen to promote those sorts of products. I don't know if it is because Anna Paul said that she didn't want to lie to her followers that it was a great product. So Uh. I don't know if that correlates with the sex toy. Maybe it's something like a tanning product or maybe it's something she's been against in the past. It must be a pretty big brand to be throwing around $90,000 for an influencer deal. I mean, I, I do understand that brands do spend a lot of their marketing budget on influencers, but it seems like a hell of a lot of money. It is great of them to knock it back though, because that is so much money. Yeah, I mean, I it is really important, but I feel like as the influencer world is evolving and we're expecting more from our influencers, is this is something that we're probably going to see a lot more of because influencers are really held to a higher account and yeah. scrutinized a lot more for their brand deals. I mean, it's only three or four years ago when it was okay for influencers to promote skinny me tea yeah but don't you think it strengthens their brand as well the fact that they've come out and said that they've knocked these brand deals back because now when they actually do a brand Mm. post you'll be like oh well they obviously believe in that because they've knocked huge deals back yeah it's actually very clever well i think that's all we've got time for today thank you so much for joining us again And if you do want to join in the conversation, please come over and join us in our Outspoken Facebook community. You can also follow us on Instagram at Outspoken underscore the underscore podcast. And if you do have time, we'd love if you could leave us a review because we really appreciate it. As we've mentioned a few times, this is our side hustle and we do this after work. So we would love if you could leave us a review.